Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. Blog Talk Radio. Lucid Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, Letting Go, Part 2. And before we explore this topic, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Bailey, founder of the Lucis Trust. Uh, and Alice Bailey uh, also wrote uh, 24 books of esoteric philosophy. And uh, those 24 books of esoteric philosophy are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear in this show. The following thought also comes from the works of Alice Bailey. The urge to sacrifice, to relinquish this for that, to choose one way or a line of conduct, and thus sacrifice another way, to lose in order eventually to gain. Such is the underlying story of evolution. Letting go seems to be a major achievement on the spiritual path. Uh, Why is that? I think because it's so hard. It's um, something that we have to experience and gain practice and skill at it over and over and over again through loss, uh, loss on all levels, mental, emotional, and physical, life after life. We're probably more skilled at letting go than we give ourselves credit for because the ultimate act of letting go is death. The soul releases the body, the physical vehicle as it's called at the time of death so that it can proceed on its own evolutionary journey and it does so we are told with joy and a sense of release but for those of us who live on earth and are attached to the physical form our own and those of our loved ones that act of letting go is really really hard but there are so many other tests for letting go and there's that wonderful parable in the Bible about the rich young man that I think a lot of people interpret as um, 
having the burden or the uh, the task of dealing with material wealth. And it's interpreted that uh, the rich young man, rich in material wealth, finds it harder to pass through the eye of the needle than the camel does. Material wealth is the least of his problems. There are all the attainments of the mind, of education, of talents, of skills, of personal qualities that we develop over eons of time and that become our achievement, our creation. And I suppose if we are high-minded enough, our idea of our dedication to God and all of it has to be released. That's the astonishing thing. There's a very uh, advanced uh, level of spiritual development that the Ageless Wisdom defines as the fourth initiation, which is the initiation called the Great Renunciation, when you let go everything, including reputation and your good name in the world. At that very high level of spiritual advancement, even that is taken away. So letting go is a major accomplishment, a major test of our stamina and of our values. And we don't, won't achieve that uh, major initiation, like the fourth initiation, without experiencing a lot of minor initiations uh, or minor renunciations along the way. And this is, each one of them are like little tests that eventually help us to get through the major tests of renunciation at the fourth initiation. And uh, we learn those little renunciations in everyday life uh, with with our family, with the people we live with and work with, our everyday associates and our relationship with them. And it's it's learning to uh, relinquish uh, some of the old attitudes that we develop that uh, keep holding us back and uh, even the material things that uh, we keep uh, holding on to, you know, the, the, all that stuff out in your garage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to have <laughs> one big garage sale and let it all go. And uh, so it's all those little tests along the way that help us in the long run to uh, achieve the bigger tests. Lest there should be any misunderstanding Sometimes this need to practice uh, what is often called detachment is um, mis-expressed, misapplied in people who leave their families to develop what they think is a spiritual um, orientation. They'll leave their home, their family, their commitments to their spouse, their children, their work. That's not what we're talking about. Letting go is a matter, I think, of attitude more than of physical action. And there's a very fine line that has to be trod where you fulfill your responsibilities, but at the same time you gain release, freedom from any kind of binding cord or uh, burdensome tie. And even deep love of our closest family and friends can become a tie that's a limitation if we aren't prepared to let that tie be governed by the soul, the soul in ourselves and the soul in our loved ones. Each of us has a particular evolutionary journey that we are on and we can't second-guess what that might be for those we care most for. They have their own path that sometimes seems to 
take them in a slightly different direction, and we have to be prepared for that. Um, but I'm not saying that we should abandon our families and our responsibilities and live what we think is a, a spiritual life. Alice Bailey said, the perfect fulfillment of your duty and your freedom inwardly from ties will spell for you the measure of liberation which will release you into fuller service. It's liberation on the inner level that we're talking about. And that's the important thing to keep in mind, I think. That's, that's the basic reason we're talking here about why the need for uh, relinquishment and for uh, uh, letting go is necessary in the first place because there, there, there will come a time in the journey of the long journey of the soul where all of these uh, things matter, where the relinquishments do begin to matter. And it's until, I think, you reach that stage, maybe you don't fully appreciate the need to uh, um, practice this art of uh, relinquishment and letting go. Maybe we can say consciously practice it. Mm-hmm. In other words, practice it with understanding and clarity of of uh, perception instead of just grieving and suffering loss. For a long time, we suffer. We suffer the loss of uh, what we care most about. But there comes a point where we have to understand it and cooperate with it. Right. And um, you just have to realize why all of this is happening. And uh, um, it's... Also, you have to have a, an adequate substitute, I think, and realize that you're not just giving up something, you're really gaining something better. Uh, you're gaining more in control. And uh, so the, you're using the power of control to better advantage. You are not controlled by these attitudes or these material things any longer. You are able to let them go and you have power over your your energies and your resources. You're the one in control. You're the one that makes the choice. And uh, the power that they have don't make the choice for you. It's interesting that this whole issue or question of um, attachment and detachment of relinquishment is uh, a paradox. It's founded in paradox because what it's asking of us is to be detached from the personalities, our own, and those of our loved ones and associates, meaning the outer persona um, that we deal with, but at the same time to preserve the inclusive, completely unified, utterly inclusive attitude of the soul which sees no barriers and no separation at all on its own level. And um, again, Alice Bailey said, the lessons of divine indifference, when they are mastered, release the soul to union with the one. It's this indifference to whatever is happening on the level of the form, on the outer level. That's where the separation or the binding, limiting attachment is um, occurring on the inner level of the soul. We are one. And nobody has gone anywhere, if you think of it in that sense. That's why cultivating the spiritual sense of unity is such a a bulwark against suffering and loss. Right, and I think the um, 
the, the power of love is really uh, <clears throat> comes into play here because um, it, it isn't love for these things. It's it's love for, or even for these people. It's it's the greater love that can be expressed and appreciation for them, uh, even with with the release from the attachment to them. And there is a greater sense of love and release and freedom, liberation, as you mentioned, once you are able to gain that sense of attach- detachment from. It's always, I think, a fine line that's in constant need of readjustment, like a like a radio station that doesn't have a very good signal. You're always having to turn the dial a little bit to regain the best uh, uh, attunement. And I think detachment and attachment are like that because all of us fall along the bar a little bit too much along the line of detachment or perhaps a little bit too much along the line of attachment. And I think every one of us has to figure out what aspect we most need to develop in ourselves. What I mean is some people are quite naturally detached and they might need to cultivate a bit more of an attitude of holding and loving in the right way. Many of us are too attached on the level of the form and personality and we have to learn to relinquish or life will teach us in ways that cause us heartache. But all of us have to figure out where we most need to make the correction. For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today, Letting Go, Part 2. We have a special offer from Luce's Publishing Company, and that's the Alice Bailey book, Ponder on This. Uh, Ponder on This is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey, including excerpts on relinquishment, which is our theme for today. And I especially like Ponder on This. It was one of the uh, first books that I read, and I especially enjoyed it because with Ponder on This, you get a a cross-section of all of the Alice Bailey esoteric literature. And more or less what could happen is uh, from this uh, abridged book, Ponder on This, which uh, uh, makes all of the uh, literature much more brief, it gives us enough information so that we can uh, develop an order of priority of which, uh, which esoteric literature by Alice Bailey that we'd like to read next and perhaps uh, develop that order of priority of which one of the larger volumes we want to approach uh, uh, soon and perhaps uh, uh, savings uh, others for, for later. So once again, the uh, the special offer from Lucis Publishing Company today is the Alice Bailey book, Ponder on This. It's available for $19. The special offer comes in the form of free shipping and handling. So if you'd want to uh, take advantage of this offer, um, then you need to do what you need to do is send a check or a money order to Lucis Publishing. Lucis is L-U-C-I-S. Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And that's uh, uh, mentioned that you heard about the offer on Inner Sight. A little note. And uh, once again, it's $19. Uh, ask for Ponder on this. Send it to Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. All of our Inner Sight programs can be heard on our website at www.lucistrust.org. On the homepage, you'll find a link to today's program, which will be available for hearing in a day or two. Last week's program is already available, and many of our past programs 
can also be heard. Once again, it's www.lucistrust.org. Lucis is L-U-C-I-S. The theme of each week's program is posted in advance on our website also, so you can see in advance what next Sunday's program will be. And also, if you need to get into contact uh, with us for any reason, give us a call at uh, 1-866-695-8247. That's a toll-free number. Easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. Many people call and they want uh, our general package of information, which we are happy to send out to them. It uh, tells us tells them all about the um, all about Lucis Trust, and they can find out so much about Lucis Trust that way. Also, we appreciate your donations, large and small. They're they're expressions to us of your support, and uh, they certainly help us a lot. Uh, we're at the time we're about to we're we're about to renew our radio contract, and it does cost a lot of money. And um, uh, as I said, it's your donations, both large and small, that keep us on the air. So we'd love to continue. Uh, doing these programs for you, so please help us out. Send your donations uh, to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. I, I was thinking as you were talking, Sarandale, about how difficult it is sometimes for uh, people to have to let go of someone that they love, and uh, that happens so often, and sometimes it's for the good of uh, the other person, such as a parent willingly letting go of a child, so he goes on to his good. But I was thinking, too, that uh, that probably the most difficult thing when I read Ellis Bailey's esoteric literature is the letting go of the uh, ego and the self. And my, my thought, my, it, it really puts fear into me about letting go of the self because I think, good Lord, what do I go on to next if I let go of the self? You know? So could no, you comment on that? It's a, it's a good point. Yes, um, the ultimate act of it, I suppose even greater than death, is letting go of the ego of what we think we are, of what we think our identity is. And this is something that apparently we are in the process of creating over lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. What we think we are, apart from the soul, which is one with all souls. Everything that we think makes us distinct and unique. And if you start listening to the conversation in our society, everything is geared toward defining ourselves as distinct from and hopefully more outstanding than everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, the school system, the parents, society, the media nourish that idea of uh, looking out for number one, you can be the best, you can be the greatest, <laughs> and uh, ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. All of it teaches us to think that uh, we stand apart from and better than everybody else. And if we don't, then we nurse uh, a kind of inferiority complex, which is just as wicked in its own way, because that's a nasty, begrudging jealousy of everybody else. Uh, So that's not too healthy either. But we do have to let go of the ego, and it's like the wing walkers of the old 1920s and so on that would walk uh, on those biplanes and take a step out into what seemed like thin air. It's sort of like that. that. Yes, it's kind of, I think, like what those people do, only it's not a trick, it's a reality because we have to give up everything that we think distinguishes us in order to discover our universal humanity. Maybe that's why Christ said, For whoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. 
we only find our Christ self, our soul, by giving up our life as we think it defines us as personalities. And the whole process of the spiritual path is that lesson, don't you think? Mm-hmm. At least yeah. for a very long, <clears throat> yeah. long, long time. Well, it's it's related to what you were just saying about wing walkers. I mean, the art of wing walking uh, involves uh, not to um, let go of both feet at once. Otherwise, you'll be blown away. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. And you always keep your <clears throat> keep one foot, keep on, the one foot on the wing and. <laughs> Move the other one and don't move the back foot until the first one is implanted. So, I mean, it's 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 there's an art to walking in that way, and, and well, perhaps in like you've done this thing. <laughs> <laughs> sure, and it's, I, only I fell off, I guess. <laughs> so I I haven't learned the art of wing walking yet, but um, it's um, kind of like that in life. You 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 know to move forward, you have to put one foot in front of the other and it's uh, you don't have to let you don't let go of the back foot until you have planted the front foot and uh, so I mean it's it's moving ahead plodding like that and, but that's the way to do, to go forward I think one uh, very <coughs> useful habit to cultivate along that line is to learn to work without attachment in other words to do the best work one can work in the broad sense of the term, be the most creative member of the community, the most useful member of the household, and uh, the best employee you can be. But do it all without attachment and without expecting anything in return. That's very difficult. But when you learn to do that, or we could say as you are in process of learning to do that, you gain release because you give up the need, the hunger for the good opinion of others. And believe me, a lot of very good people are really hung up on the need for the good opinion of others. The least they ask out of life, they think, is that people should think well of them. Well, quite often they don't, even when one is uh, genuinely, selflessly giving of himself. There will still be plenty of critics around who find fault, and that's just life because we don't live anybody's experience. We only live our own. And we judge. And we don't have the full information. But that doesn't stop us. We still analyze, condemn, and judge. And so we have to give up the need for having a good reputation, a good standing in the community and among one's friends and so on. That's a that's useful practice. Yeah, there are a lot of little things that one can practice relinquishing too like the, like the um, tendency to criticize and which gets back to the judgment that you were just speaking about uh, <clears throat> and to, to make judgments about other people and to criticize other people and that's that's um, uh, holds on to that uh, little personal ego because it's the, it's the ego in us well the sense that you're right <clears throat> yeah when you criticize yeah. you're thinking I know what's right <clears throat> that's right and <laughs> it's uh, the the sense of pride also has to be relinquished and because that's um, just a mark of selfishness and self-centeredness so I mean all of these little things and little attitudes that we we think are are you know are meaningless are, are very very important to look at Hinduism is full of um, guidance about learning to let go. It's a fundamental aspect of Hinduism. And um, 
In fact, there, there's a stage in the traditional Hindu life called the sannyasin, which is um, the householder who reaches a stage of maturity when he gives up his worldly uh, commitments to family and home and job and goes off with a begging bowl into the forest. That's extreme. And I don't know how much that's practiced today. And, of course, that's focused on the outer level for spiritual purposes, but it's it's really a a physical plane expression of release and letting go that shouldn't be necessary if one can attain the mental detachment from ties and responsibilities that become a limitation. A lot of people manage to maintain links and chains by telling themselves and everybody else that it's a responsibility. Parents do this far too long in a child's life, uh, Alice Bailey said. They maintain that excuse of responsibility for family and children when the children should be learning to make decisions and live lives uh, more independently. There's the great Hindu teacher Patanjali who gave us one of the earliest systems of written spiritual guidance who had a lot to say on um, letting go. He, He described it as a kind of thirstlessness that when you let go and release attachment, you give up thirst for objects of desire and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's that's true. It's it's, um, um, and we don't realize we're doing it until we, <clears throat> until we've gone through it and suffered the consequences. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a good learning experience about uh, about thirsting. And it's also um, an apt uh, metaphor because desire has to do with water, the watery plane. Mm-hmm. The astral realm yeah. is the, the watery realm. And so giving up that craving for astral, emotional sensation, comfort, fulfillment is to become thirst, thirstless. Yeah, and also there's giving up the responsibility for the actions of others is also another one of the uh, things that has to be relinquished. We think, you think you know best how something should be done. But well, of course you do. It's, it's their responsibility to do it and make mistakes and learn <laughs> from it. Yes. But So you have to, it, it's an act of love and releasing to allow them to do that. Mm-hmm. There's a, a freedom from passion, and I think a, a freedom in passionlessness that Patanjali dealt with in so many of his um, what are called yoga sutras he really brought it all down to a matter of perception how we view life and how we view what is really important it has to do with values and uh, when we stop clinging to the ephemeral and the fleeting then we can let go with joy and know that something much greater and more inclusive will replace it. There's um, a wonderful statement in the writings of Alice Bailey that dealt with this. She said that if we were to close each meditation on a daily level by pouring out love to everyone we know and everyone we don't know, in other words, all of humanity, that that outflowing thought could be a great releaser and set all of us free uh, from whatever it is that we need to gain release from. 
In other words, begin by pouring out love that on a daily level at the end of our meditation can help to set us free without the need to suffer so much. Please take advantage of a special offer from Lucis Publishing Company, and that's the Alice Bailey book, Ponder on This. Ponder on This is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey, including excerpts on today's topic of relinquishment. So if you'd like to take advantage of the offer, please send a check or money order, $19, to Lucis, Lucis is L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. That's Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. That's a check or money order for $19. Put a little notation down that you want the book. Ponder on this. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, Let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.